Hello, everybody. Thanks for um, joining us again on Am I Wrong for Thinking This? Today, Greg and I, we are doing episode seven, and we are going to get into some emails from some uh, one viewer who asked um, actually me a couple questions, so I get to answer some of those questions and, and get Greg's response as well. And then um, I'm pretty sure that's going to get us into some politics because the questions were a little bit politically... Um, directed. So let's go ahead and get started, Greg. You ready to talk? Absolutely. If she kind of leads with that. If she leads with not liking white. Like if she if she leads with the we're terrible people because we're white. We're oppressors. Yeah, I lose credibility. She loses credibility yeah. with me. Yeah, okay. but I will. But based on our podcast and reading some books and us like just talking in the last two or three months, mm -hmm. I I listen to the whole thing now. Like I wouldn't stop. Like before, yeah. before I'm like, I don't want to listen to you. Like so, <laughs> I've really shifted, and I'm having sort of a cognitive dissonance. I don't know what with. I want to keep listening, but then I'm like, am I selling out? Or to something. <laughs> to who? <laughs> I don't know. And Big podcast. I, I know. And then I go, who am I selling out to? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like myself or because I don't think a lot of people on my, in my group, no one's listening to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got to fix that. I know. <laughs> and maybe it's because they're busy. But maybe so, so let me ask not. you this. Um, and this is a behind the scenes peek at our bike are you like promoting it on like your twitter page or anything like that no because i'm horrible at social media i have put it out there like two different two different podcasts and then i've sent it out to several different friends but i'm kind of nervous because i'm not i'm not staunch republican and staunch conservative as i talk to you like i don't think i am and i think right I kind of think they're like, Susan's just selling out. Why is she talking like that? And so I, I'm like, <laughs> well, uh -oh. well, why would they think that though? <laughs> I don't know. So it's me thinking that. Let, so let me ask you me. this. Do, do you talk differently with your friends about those conservative issues, about political issues than you do I, on your podcast? I don't, I don't talk about it as much. Like someone So, else... that, so you, you believe their assumption is she's as conservative as we are or etc i think they know i'm conservative and we just know we're in the same side or on the same you know i don't want to say right. side anymore because i just i think we got to get rid of the sides but i think that well you can't though you should you can't if you got rid of the side you would have a dictatorship I think we need to get rid of the parties i think we should have a continuum but can't i do think that I think, we, okay, fine. Why? Because that leads to a dictatorship or money. Not a dictatorship. Well, no, we're still. That's, that's the very thing we fought the original war with England over was to, to have no. a, a two-party system. I don't think so. I think we fought and moved here. <laughs> and states separated. rights. <laughs> separated. <laughs> we separated here. What do you mean states rights? What does that mean? 
Because that's why that's why most Southerners say that the the Civil War was fought over states' rights. Like they will never say it's fought over slavery. They will say it's right. over states' rights. So I was making a joke when you said, "No, I don't think that's already fought." I thought she going to say states' rights. No, I don't even know what that is. Oh do, wow, really? That's a podcast. It, I've not heard it that way, but I have been. I was told when I was younger in in teacher training because I taught here in public school that. Um, the woman I was training with sat next to me. She was in her seventies, and and I someone said something about the Civil War. We were writing a paper on it, and she leaned over. She's like, "Yeah, it's the the Northern aggression." And I kind of looked at her, and I'm yeah. like, "What did that mean?" And I went home and told my mom, and I go, "What did that mean?" She goes, "Oh, she doesn't think it was about slavery." And I'm like, no. "Really? No, they believe it was the they yeah. it's still referred to in Alabama as the War of Northern Aggression." Yeah. And, <laughs> and I did hear that once I moved to Alabama. Exactly. But I also looked around and I was like, everybody here thinks we're still fighting. Like, it's, yeah. Every, yeah. And, and some people are still fighting, but it was still like this. It's, it's been over, but we're still, you know. Man, we're, like we're just we're just bouncing around. I want to stay I on this topic now. <laughs> now I want to stay on this topic because, um, gosh, we started out talking about you church. were just going to answer an email. We started out talking about church. And now we're on the war of northern aggression. <laughs> and I want to talk about the traitors. <laughs> and, All right. and the people that committed sedition and how that's relevant to today's day and time in my mind with what just happened in the in the election. Sorry, um, I cut it I cut it in so, out. I don't know why. That's okay. I can hear you. Okay, can so you hear me? I put this on. I put me on um I clicked it into Whatever, do not disturb. Okay, go ahead. So, sedition, okay. you said sedition. I did. Um, so, recently, 126 GOP um, members of Congress, as well as 18 attorney generals, mm-hmm. um, sued in order to overturn the election results. They they literally, the state of Texas... Started your, it, your yeah, didn't we? <laughs> home state, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your attorney general, who is under federal probe mm-hmm. <laughs> for bribery, filed a lawsuit against the states of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia. Nevada, um, Georgia, and um, one more, and yeah. Michigan. And and what those places had in common is that those were the states that Joe Biden mm-hmm. won, right? So he says that Texas has an interest. He said, and I, I'm using past tense because the Supreme Court summarily bounced mm-hmm. that nonsense out of court. But he said that the way that those states conducts their elections fundamentally infringes on the rights of, of mm-hmm. Texans. And and rights are a big thing for yes, they Texans, are. you know. Don't mess with Texas and all of that. But um, so he files a lawsuit. And then 126 GOP senators, as well as those attorney generals in other states, including, of course, Alabama, um, they all joined in on that lawsuit. Well, that lawsuit was to throw out millions and millions of election Actually throw them all out. Just dismiss them. To disenfranchise those voters and say those don't count. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> we're going to send our only electors <laughs> to to the electoral college. Um, is that seditious? Is that seditious? I don't nature? know what seditious means. What does that mean? <laughs> so, 
after the Civil War, yeah. <laughs> after the War of Northern yeah. Aggression, the government said, hmm, it wouldn't be a good thing for this to happen again because you had members of Congress who, when they succeeded from the Union, you know, they went and came home to Alabama and other places and, and took up arms in the cause of the um, of the fight against mm-hmm. the war, against the Northern aggression. So they passed the law that said that it, it's, and I'm paraphrasing, basically, it's considered an act of treason to, to, you know, take a position counter to the Constitution of the so, United to States. Want, to want and, to secede is, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and keeping in mind that after the Supreme Court bounced that yeah. case, your the state, not your, but the state of Texas, GOP, um, I think he's the chairperson now, Alan mm-hmm. West, who is certifiable. <laughs> uh, he's a former, I think he was a general in the army or something like that. He suggested and floated, put up the idea, hey, maybe we should just succeed again. Now, the irony of ironies upon about all of that is that Alan West is a is a for the most part an African American mm-hmm. male talking about succeeding again, seemingly forgetting that the reason for the first succession was even though you said states' rights, it was for for the um, institution of mm-hmm. slavery. So it's somewhat ironic that that black gentleman who is now leading the GOP is calling for succession <laughs> from the United States. And, and, you know, if you, if you think about that, what does that really get the states who succeed? Um, because California stays in. So New York stays in. Let's assume that everyone who every state that voted blue mm-hmm. stays in. What what are the states who succeed like Alabama left with? High unemployment. Well, what do they be, what do they become? Does every do we have like nineteen I, I, countries I, now? I guess I, either that or a loose confederation of states called the Confederacy, <laughs> <laughs> and then then maybe they get a red, white, and blue flag and call it the Stars and Bars. <laughs> I love how you get so tickled at yourself. <laughs> I crack myself up. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, so there's a lot of questions in there for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not. I'm really, a lot of those yeah, are rhetorical in nature because think... you know Alabama succeeds from the union, and I, I'll tell you what, what the union gets. The union gets to keep a high, you know, gross national product, and Alabama gets to keep high unemployment, high rates of illiteracy. High rates of fetal mortality, <laughs> high rates of obesity. I mean, yeah. you know, the union is not exactly losing <laughs> on that deal. They're not losing, but it's just, I mean, it's also my first response when I read that anytime I hear secede, I think mm-hmm. that, well, you're affecting more than just the state you want to secede, you're affecting every state. Like you're affecting the whole sure. United States. And I just think that that's where the United States has a problem right now with we are so individualistic and in thinking about this will help us like our little group. And yeah. I think that, well, that's not very 
good team effort <laughs> when it comes to the country. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, think about it. If if Alabama succeeded from the union to state today, which technically could happen because the way that the United States is formed, a state does have the right to succeed from the union. Well, it does. I mean, obviously, it, they've done it. Yeah. So, but if Alabama succeeded from the union today, what do you as a Texan lose? Not very much. exactly i mean not very much as a texan but yes as an Mm -hmm. american because it's unsettling and so for me i'll start with it's unsettling that there are allegations of voter fraud that it it's unsettling don't start laughing let me finish it's (laughs) I'm it's not like unsettling. I'm trying to bite my oh, tongue. We'll, we'll bite and it. Let you finish. Okay. So it is unsettling. Do do I know to what extent okay. it is? No. Do I know if it's 100% true? No. Because again, I'm going to put this out there that I do not go in and read in depth any of these articles because I'm just tired of it. I woke up the day after the election and I felt peace. That's all I'm going to say is I felt peace. I didn't I, I don't feel bad or guilty or mad at me for thinking a certain way before. I, I do know what I, I was hoping for. Um I, I I was hoping for the more conservative in office just because of we've talked about what we believe and what we think policy wise. So sure. for me, yes. And that is what I was more comfortable with. I've never been proud of Trump as a man. No, I take that back. I had moments where I would see that he'd shift a little and and then he's like, nah. <laughs> like he'd still come back out and go, nope, can't be quiet. And and I think we all see that in that one relative in our life, or we all see that in in people that we know. And I think what has happened is the president of the United States has become humanized to everybody. Like you see every flaw, you see it happen, you hear it happen, you know it's probably true. I don't mm-hmm. think any of a lot of other presidents are, are any cleaner, nicer, better, kinder. I think that they all have a lot of they're politicians. And so I think that mm-hmm. is across the board. So this is somewhat answering our email question. So again, I vote for policy. Um, I, I, I got to the point where I can't, I'm tired of being nervous. I'm tired of being scared mm-hmm. about what I'm going to see on Twitter. I'm tired of, of trying to figure out whether or not the Bible stunt, which it was upside down, which our, um, our email question included asking me, asking me about, and yeah, can, can you just because you've segued into that, why don't you read the question? Yeah. Because you're giving a great response right, to so it. So let right me now. read the question um, that was sent in by an emailer. I'm not going to say her name because she didn't say yes or no to that. Um, right. It's kind of a fun question, too. It says, I am just curious about this. You seem very smart and down to earth. Thank you, by the way. Although I feel a setup. <laughs> on, on the last podcast, you discussed religion and politics. Do you believe Donald Trump won the election? And do you believe that there was voter fraud? Do you agree with the Texas lawsuit? So I've answered, do you believe Donald Trump won the election? I, it doesn't look like it right now to me. Um, and do you believe that? Uh, how, how are we still... How are we still at the point where it doesn't look like... I'm just saying, because again, let's go back to... I'm a researcher. I haven't seen this this is done. I still hear stuff happening. I, I haven't heard the, I haven't heard him. I haven't, 
What you hear is a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing with apologies to Shakespeare. Right. But I just, I just <laughs> haven't, and I don't know if one station is saying he won and another station is saying he hasn't won yet. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, I think Biden's going to be president. I'm, I'm fairly certain Biden is president starting when he begins. Well, so is the Electoral College who awarded him 306 of the 270 votes okay, he needed. Okay, no, you're, you're being a lawyer and I'm being a researcher. <laughs> no, 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 no. On, on the Venn diagram, those would intersect at that point. <laughs> That's just okay, factual. So in my personal opinion, I think that Biden won the election. Like, is that how I should say it? Like, okay. I do, I don't. You should think, say what you yeah. believe. I mean, that's what I think. Okay, I, I interrupted okay. your email. Okay, I'm sorry, so go that ahead. was the first question. Second one was, do you, uh, do you believe there was voter fraud? I think people are screwing with the election process. Yes. I don't know if one side, the other side, but I think that we have a system that can be messed with, and I think we should put energy and money into creating a a system across the United States to where we're all it's it's somehow more regulated in the sense of safe. Okay, can yes. I can I jump in with a response yes. to that? Um so people have been screwing with the election system ever since the first election. Okay, well <laughs> when 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 Burr ran against Jefferson, people were screwing with the election system. And so that's why I had to go to Congress. That that's always been a thing. That was a thing in 2004. Yeah. That was a thing in 2008. That was a thing in 2012. And so on and so forth. So there's nothing new under the sun. There. Well, I'm not saying it's new. I'm just saying we've come to a point where this is huge and it's an issue and people are fighting about it. Let's, we need to fix But it. the reason that we're to that point is because you have a guy sitting in the White House who has refused to follow the political norms that have dated all the way back to George Washington and just leave office like a normal human being would. And, and here's the thing. He projected this Years ago, he projected this before he became president elect. Right. He 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 projected that he wasn't going to leave because he he said we'll have to wait and see about that. Well, the die has been cast, and here we are. And so, a lot of these people who have concerns about voter fraud and and people monkeying with the election, a lot of that is manifested because this guy has continually just spread lies and disinformation and people are gobbling it up like a Sunday buffet at the Golden Corral. I don't eat, I don't eat at the and Golden it's just Corral. But I do to me. think, okay, this is... Well, that, that's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the grossest buffet I could think it of. It is. That's there are flies on the inside. So my thought... Yeah. Much, much like they are these lawsuits <laughs> that he is now one in 50. Okay, <laughs> so this is where I don't think that it's fair to say well first of all just because it's the political norm i don't think it's right that we have voter fraud just because it's getting talked about more and it's louder doesn't make it all his fault or the republicans fault that it's there and we should ignore it no, i don't think I, we should ignore it i i i think i think they've got to take the heat for this one too. It, 
I mean, they've gone above and beyond. But you haven't you said have, that there's not the You have fraud. the dictator. There is, if there is, I think that we should figure out a better way. Okay. There, this is going to stun you. what me? I believe. <laughs> oh. Stun. S-T-U-N. I believe that there is rampant voter fraud. And I believe that it is systemic. And I believe that it reaches to the highest echelons of governmental power. Would you like me to give no. you an example? No. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, sure. No, then I will. Let's continue. I want, to see we are. <laughs> I want you right now, because you're in you're in the great state of Texas who filed the lawsuit against the other states. I want you to pull up the congressional district of one Daniel Crenshaw and look at the way that congressional district okay, but is wait, drawn. Li- okay, stop. I'm not okay. saying one side's fault or the other side's fault. I'm just answering the question of do I believe there's voter fraud? I do. And and okay. I do too. And I'm just, all I'm saying is that I think we have different interpretations of what constitutes voter fraud. Because to me, voter disenfranchisement is the same as you voter fraud. You mean like fraud. that more in-depth where we got your zones all all in the wrong places. Yeah, just it's called yeah. gerrymandering, and the only reason for that is to exclude black votes from certain congressional okay. districts, so that Republicans will always have control okay, of those districts. Okay, so let me districts. summarize this. So okay. basically, voter fraud's rampant. It's more in depth. It's in layers. We both agree it's systemic. Sure, I, I do see that. I, I do agree. agree. I, I assume that yes. Whether it's sending yes. in false absentee voters with with someone else's signature on it or whether it's dismantling postal (laughs) service equipment so that absentee mail cannot be sent to the election officials i am we're in agreement (laughs) with all of that is there but what i what i think absolutely you're saying is that i'm and you're gonna be what did you say stunned no you said i'm something um yes is that because trump is somewhat of a spoiled brat He's known that all along, but now that he's losing, he's bringing it all up. Okay. Yeah, and just just so we're clear, somewhat of a small brat is your <laughs> your description of him. Mine would be a lot right? stronger. I was, just, I was giving you a crumb. Don't don't grab the cookie. So <laughs> mine would be a narcissistic <laughs> a hole with Napoleonic like tendencies. But that's okay. just me. We, we can be. I'm, I can be okay with that right now. So, but that's the point. So the question is just asking me: Do you believe he won? And I actually don't think he won. Be, and that's kind of not so much a loaded question, but a loaded answer, because I don't think it is worth tearing apart our country anymore. I think we need to heal, and I think Biden wins, and I think we need to start moving forward and figure out what to do and become different because you know what trump did trump basically if anything he showed all of us where we all need to grow okay that's very good can i say this this is a really good (laughs) podcast (laughs) and we had no no intention of talking about politics and that's actually something we try to stay away from but we're having a very good conversation but i will say this about what you believe needs to happen after four years of Trump. Okay. All right. And this will not sit well 
with the majority of your friends who actually do listen to the <laughs> podcast. Those three or four people who are your friends who listen may stop listening after this. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to disagree with me. But here's what we see. You, you've given the perspective of a level-headed, almost a centrist. You're, you're not really Republican. You're not really Democrat. It may pain your, your Republican friends to hear me say that, but you're not. You're a centrist. Yeah. I am a... Well, I'm not really a liberal. I'm a really staunch Democrat. And and here's here's what I um here's what my response is to I think we need to heal and I think we need to grow. Every time there is a Republican president elected, we suffer through four to eight years of absolute turmoil. And it in the Democratic in the Democrats' mind, we suffered through four to eight years of just a fecal show, okay? <laughs> and then once the Democrat takes office in the role of president, then people say, okay, it's time to forgive and forget. There's already talk of, you know, we don't need to investigate any wrongdoings by Trump. You guys just need to let this go. Let's let the country move forward. I hear that every time a Democrat is elected president. That's what I hear. And I usually hear that from either libertarians, centrists, or Republicans. It's kind of like, okay, let's forget and forget. Let's not even forgive. Let's just forget and move on. Well, unless there's accountability, then the cycle that you want Mm -hmm. to stop is still just going to repeat itself. Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon. And the reason that he pardoned Richard Nixon is that he said he wanted the country to heal and move on. And that's after three and a half, three, three quarter years of Richard Nixon being an absolute ass to everyone. He was racist. He was a thief. He was a liar. He was a bigot. And who knows what else, because there's missing minutes on the, on the tape. So we, we don't know what else he was. Um, and so Gerald Ford mm-hmm. pardons him. And so now the pardon is used by the president to either protect his cronies or curry political favor. You know, Trump has already thrown down the gauntlet and he's pardoned Michael Flynn, who God bless him for his service to the United States while he was in the military. But the guy's nuts and probably a Russian asset. And I feel strong enough saying that, that I'm not even worried about a defamation suit by Michael Flynn. Um, and now there's, you know, Bill Burr, his, his, his attorney general offered his resignation. And he offered his resignation because he wanted to spend the holidays with his family. Well, doesn't that seem a little extreme to you? I mean, you could just ask for a couple of days off if you wanted to spend the holidays with your family. Do you really need to resign? Do you need to go to the extreme of resigning to spend the holidays with your family? I guess what I hear is like me responding with, I think Trump, for me in my life and in I think with my generation, Mm -hmm. I think he made everybody's both sides. I think everybody came out and just exposed their insanity and their stupid and their selfishness. I'm both sides, everybody. And, and I'm not coming from a side with this. 
I'm saying, you know what, why don't we use what we got from it? And let's all say, wow, we're all, we all kind of suck right now. And I think we need to get better at how we relate to each other and think about other people. But no, because when I just said that a moment ago, what you said was, wait a minute, let me explain how crappy everybody actually is. And then I'm like, well, that's probably why at the end of four and eight years, we go, let's just heal and grow because we spend so much time listening to the Democrats talk about how horrible everybody is. So I don't know where my middle ground is if I can't say, because I'm coming from the side of who I voted for, where I don't, Right. I look back and I do have some regrets. I do have some, uh-huh. wow, I wish I could have spoke up in different ways. And I think that is what I'm asking other people to do. But I, if we do that every four to eight years, a Republican leaves and a Democrat comes in, well, why aren't y'all doing that when you leave and a Republican comes in? Like, I don't understand why either side has to always be the one who knows right or knows better. And that's why the two-party system doesn't work. In research, in research, we research something, we publish it, we put it out there, and we hope that other people come in and read it and say, okay, I don't think it's this type of result. I think it's this variable that actually has the most effect. If researchers didn't have different sides and different educated opinions and scientific insight, then that's where you'd have a horrible system. Then only one thing works. Well, humans, that doesn't work that way. It's not two sides, though. It's all different perspectives and all different angles. So when I go back to thinking politically, I don't want to vote. I don't want to vote Republican. I don't want to vote Democrat. I don't, you know, I, I don't know what I think about certain things, but I do know. But what are you left with, Jill Stein? Well, I'm, I don't want to be left with <laughs> the new Ralph Nader. Left with just assuming voter fraud occurs, and let's just keep going because you know what you do when you just assume voter fraud occurs and everything is systemic and you can't get rid of it. You have what just happened. You have everybody. You have these two kids who can't seem to get their voice across or their argument, and they just start screaming louder and louder and louder and louder. And that's where we are right now to where the people who don't want to scream and yell, we just turned it all off. And now, you know. Okay. So you will appreciate this because you're, you, you have a PhD in statistics. And whether or not voter fraud occurred, let's just take the great state of Georgia which I refer to as the great state of Georgia now because it turned blue. And frankly, I would move there if, if I could. <laughs> but let's take the great state of Georgia where they say voter fraud occurred because it was just unbelievable to the GOP or the Republicans that they could ever lose the state of Georgia. That, that if, if Georgia voted for a Democrat, there has to be voter fraud because that's the argument. That's the argument. Georgia turned blue. There has to be voter fraud. So in order to buttress the <coughs> argument, the Republican Party 
sent a statistical researcher to testify before the Georgia legislature. And he came armed with all of his paperwork. And he, much like <laughs> researchers and, and stats people do, he had his graphs and he had his charts. And he said, I can point to specific instances of voter fraud. So he began going through his chart. Unbeknownst to him, one of the representatives on, in the legislature had that same chart and had also done her own research. And it turns out that all of those instances of voter fraud that he pointed out in his research were easily explained. For example, he, uh, and I'll, I'll just pull this one out. He, he testified that this guy who voted actually lived in New Jersey or somewhere like that. But research, re true research revealed that, yes, that guy lived in New Jersey, but that was the voter's father. And the voter was born and raised in Georgia. And then his father moved to New Jersey and he had never even been to the state. And so when you, when you hear these instances of, oh, this was the most unsecure election, there was voter fraud, you know, can't we just, can't we just get past, past this and move on? You, you can't because if, if we just, you said, why don't the Democrats do that every time a Republican takes office? And I'm just and saying I that because by you, that assume, you, meant, you always go, Republicans always do this. And I'm like, well, what do y'all do? Like, what do Democrats do? Well, well, let me ask you this. Thinking back, what type of carnage has been left in the wake of a Democratic president other than personal fallout? Well, that's also because you're so you are very one sided because you can list everything that the Republicans do wrong. And again, I'm just, I'm not it's like you're. No, I, I can list everything that the right, Democrats do wrong. And I don't want to get into it because it's not. But, no, we no, should. Not the point. We should because it's not the point because you and I. It's exactly the point because you say we have to no, move no, no, past this. No, no, no. I'm not saying this. move past it. I never said that. I said, I think we need to sit in what we have done and, and grow from it and figure out what we need to do differently as people. Because the, you and I can sit here and do exactly what you said that stats person did going into court. We can get easels. Mm -hmm. We can get bar graphs. We can get lists. And I can list, <laughs> I can list what I right. want to list and waste all my time going through research. You can waste all your time listing. We already know. We already know that both sides have a list. But the difference is, at the end of the day, you and I know each other. We respect right. each other. We, we feel greatly about each other and our families, and we still have completely different ideas, but we, we can come back. If we keep listing the junk that everybody does to each other, we're just going to keep listing it. So we have to figure out how to move sure. to a different place. Like, and I don't know. But I, that's, that's the thing. I don't, I don't think that we can because the same argument, I don't want to say arguments, the same debates that you and I have, and we do it in a respectful manner. When I have this debate with someone else who have, who have basically the same thoughts that, and the same beliefs that you may have, I don't have that same level of respect. I don't have that same level of compassion. And I think that's because 
well, I know it's because in my mind, the fight, I believe we're fighting for the soul of America. That Republican believes we're fighting for the soul of America. We just have two very different ideas about what the soul of America should be. All right. And so how, how do you respectfully, I mean, the, the days of respectful discourse is, is almost like people want to go back to the way that the founding fathers debated and, and ruled on thing, except that's okay, all. Do you ever have. listen to a debate and ever expect one side to go, Oh, you know what? That's actually true. No. Do you know why? No. That's not the purpose why? of a well, debate. Do you know why? <laughs> that's that's like fundamentally no. not the purpose of a debate though uh, the, the purpose of the debate is to sway the audience to your side it is to sway the audience to your side but do you ever hear in the, the discussion afterwards one side saying like a trump side person or whatever i'll just use those names because it's easy oh you know when biden said this that made sense you know i actually do kind of believe that the thing is we keep trying to talk everybody else around us into changing and we never think that we need to change. And three months ago, when you and I started talking, it started to sink in. I need to change. I'm not changing who I am. Uh-huh. I'm not going to change my fundamentals of who I am. I can't change who I am. Like I'm a, it's, that's like, right. that's who I was, my personality is going to stay the same. But I need to figure out what I need to do to change in order to make it a safe place for the other person to realize they can think about changing instead of you saying, like, if I say one thing about, you know what, Biden did, or Trump did say this, whew, you'll just like <laughs> jump on top of that and go, I know, and you go, go, go. I need a safe place to be able to say, I woke up at peace the morning after the election, mm-hmm. not because Biden didn't win, because Trump didn't win. That's why I woke up with peace. And mm-hmm. that is scary to say, because if I say that, there's a lot of stuff I've thought and said for the past four years that maybe I need to rethink. And that is a scary place to sit. It's called being vulnerable and it's called opening yourself up. It's called, man, my friends are definitely going to stop listening to this podcast. And, but at the same <laughs> time, I can go to sleep at night. I can say, this is who I am. So it's, it is about change. That was Obama's slogan, I think. But in, in each of us. Well, it was hope and change, and he, he lifted that from someone Well, everybody else. lifts it from You don't want to get me started on. <laughs> and and that's, that's a perfect, this is a perfect example of, of where, you know, my thoughts on, on that may surprise well, you. And that, would <laughs> you be, that would be interesting to talk about. But actually, you always say that. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not really surprised. <laughs> it all starts to make sense. Well, I mean, that's just, okay, hope and change. That's such a well, is, but... statement. I mean, what an empty, hollow <laughs> statement to run and actually mm-hmm. win two terms of, of the presidency on. Yeah. That's complete BS, hope and change. Hope for the best and prepare for the worst? <laughs> what hope what? I mean that's so yeah, I, I, I mean that's that's a situation where where it may surprise you. But Susan, what you just said is very timely because I know you don't follow Twitter that closely and I know you don't follow the resistance well, you won't side let of Twitter. Me. 
<laughs> which we've got we've got to rebrand now because we're not really resisting no. and now we're back to hope and change now you're back to stagnant <laughs> but but john mccain's yeah. the guy who who basically is responsible for what is now the sarah palin effect because he's the one that went out and and got her to be john mccain's running yeah. mate back in the first obama election his guy steve smith he actually came out this morning and said i've been a republican all my life and let me tell you he's responsible for putting a lot of republicans changed. in yeah. office yeah he changed yeah. to the democratic party See, today. i think that's right. and 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 he mm-hmm. made a point of saying it's not the democrats it's democratic it's the ideal of what the democratic party stands for in his mind and what the party that he used to belong to no longer stands for. Because I'll be honest with you, you know, the Whig party used to be a really strong party. You, you talk about we shouldn't have a two-party system, but technically we used to have I'm a three-party three. system. I'm good with three. It's just out of, get out of two, you, you know? Well, we had yeah. the Whigs. And you know what destroyed the Whigs is they cannibalized themselves yeah. over slavery. That's what slavery destroyed the Whig party. And it looks as if the GA, GOP has cannibalized itself yeah. Oh, I think I think you could be right. And that's actually a really good place to stop. And we'll have to pick back up because again, Greg and I both have jobs and we're doing this in between our, our clients. <laughs> and so that, that's actually something yes. I think we can continue to talk about. So um yeah, everybody stay with us. This was a total random podcast that I think ended up in really This was really a great podcast. Places. Um yes. And yes, I'm patting yeah. us on our back because um, I, I, I'm happy the way we navigated those we political wars. <laughs> <laughs> we did. And so thank you guys for listening. What is it you always say? Like, like yep. rate, and yeah, all that like, stuff you say um, at the end. Rate and go to our social media. We do need some um, feedback. We could use some stars. We could use some comments. You, you may get it. <laughs> and um, we... Be careful what you wish for. And we also would love for, you can always send an email and ask a question if you want to. We will answer that as well as we can. For that answer that I still need to finish answering, we will finish in part two of this podcast. So y'all have a, y'all have a good one and we'll see you soon. Talk to you soon too.